Hello and welcome to the MetaPod, a Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. This is 65 episodes in a row that I think Sean has smiled every time I've done that intro. I notice it every single week. Sean's bright and shining smile here on YouTube that you can go watch us on. Also, if you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, any of those other audio softwares, thank you so much. Glad to have you here. Sean, how are you doing this today? How am I doing this this today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. This is uh, the last week of my my work proper. So that's exciting for me, Um, which should mean that you know, you'd think that maybe I'll have time to play more Pokemon. Maybe. We will see. Hopefully. But, you know, I don't like to I play online. Say, <laughs> you've been play you've been playing Pokemon the other week on your stream when you were at a Digimon locals tournament. You started out the stream playing some Pokemon with a buddy. Yeah. Yeah. When I do like local streams now, especially I have a couple of friends who play Pokemon. Like they're my Pokemon friends who I got into Digimon. Um, but like we still like playing. So we're just like, hey, did you bring your Pokemon deck? And then we just pop out our Pokemon deck. And I'm going to be honest, aside from trying to get the cards from like the new sets, especially like evolving skies and stuff like the format's kind of fun right now, like way, like probably the best in my opinion for a while. Yes, I I would agree. Like I will talk about some of the new decks popping up that, you know, once you have a playset of, I think some key cards specifically like Inteleons and Drizzile and that stuff. um, And the main trainers, all you really need, most of the decks use um, a decent amount of the same cards now. So it's like, I just need kind of the top end, like what the spice of this deck is. You can just kind of swap things in and out, and it doesn't feel like any deck is particularly um, oppressive right now from what I'm seeing and hearing. And speaking of getting certain things, we got a lot of stuff to talk about here on this podcast, including some of the talk between some of the uh, premium collection exclusives. There's been a little bit of confusion that I've seen about what is where and what is what is coming out. So we're going to talk about where you can get which thing because it's honestly kind of confusing and i don't i don't 100 know why they did this but i'm not the boss but also v unions if you were lucky enough to get either a code or the box because holy moly i saw so many people complain about not being able to get the codes this weekend for v unions we've got the first impressions of those after the first weekend and then also some secret rares revealed that i found were very pretty and i mm-hmm. i kind of think we should talk about yeah uh, but Jake, I guess this week I think is your week to do the review. So do you want me to throw it on over to the review for you? I've got the review super. Wait, what does the title say? It, I only just, see super solid and profesh. That That is well, super solid and professional podcast. Uh, smiley okay, cool. face. It cuts off on the phone. Okay. <laughs> but this is from the janitor. So you got back into the Pokemon TCG this summer and started listening to a few different PTCG podcasts and have landed on you guys from the five star review. I appreciate hearing the general Pokemon news and your discussion of it because it's uh, because it's like you like the PTCG, you like mostly everything Pokemon, and I don't have a lot of people to geek out about it to or have time to keep up with it at all. There's honestly like real talk for a second. There's a lot to keep up with Pokemon TCG, I feel like. So. 100% feel you right there. I have trouble catching up on it all the time. When discussing the card game, I really appreciate how relatively focused you guys stay on topic for the episode. It makes it easier to follow along and process for my use of it. I also appreciate how you guys aren't afraid to debate each other about the cards and strategies. Sean, I still think your campaign of Beat Eternatus was hot trash. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was just kidding. Um, where was I? It makes fun and engages my own critical thinking about all of it, too. One of the suggestions is to avoid using acronyms or say the full name of one in each episode and then use the acronym for the rest of the episode, just in case someone new listens to the episode. So they're not like, oh, geez, I'm lost and stop listening. Great. Or keep up the great and consistent work. Oh, and Jake, you have a great host voice, too. Wow. Look at that ending there. That's a five star ending. If that I've is. ever heard one. <laughs> it's a little a little biased, I would say just a smidge. But <laughs> you know what, Sean? I'm just going to say this. We are a five star rated podcast. We are a tag team duo and we are in it to win it. Yes. Sean, but I, I kind of agree. Like sometimes, you know, when we're like acronyming things, mm-hmm. I feel like at times, sometimes it can be a little bit confusing, especially like deck archetypes. Yeah, I feel like I think because deck deck names, they they tend to have like some really strange or they have in the past had like really strange names. I think, though, it's not as bad as it used to be, because, you know, most of the time, you know, I think the problem was ADP, right? Like ADP yes. is payroll software. For most people. So like, yes. <laughs> I, I totally get that. And, and then people would say things like Reshizard or Picaram. And I guess like, if you're not familiar with the card, it's like, that means nothing to me. So fair yeah, enough. We'll try our best. I, lo- I love this comment, by the way, not only because of the kind words, but also the constructive criticism. Because uh, that's a huge part of, you know, what helps Sean and I get better week by week. So really, really appreciate that again. But Sean, you know what else I appreciate? What I is appreciate, that? I appreciate beautiful cards mm-hmm. and fusion arts, the secret rares, the new set coming out soon fusion or part of fusion strike that's coming out for us in November. The cards in Japan have been revealed for fusion arts and some of these are absolutely beautiful Sean. Mm-hmm. So just kind of glancing over them because our, audio listeners won't necessarily be able to see what we're talking about which cards do you think that they should go look up right now i mean if you love doggos i'll start with uh this bolton v alternate art um it's interesting it's like you know how like some of the alternate arts is like a nice scene that they paint in the background and then others of which are just kind of like a color palette background yes this one it's mostly the color palette but it it's not like a generic wash. It's like like little lightning bolts and things like that. And also, Bolton just looks so happy. He just looks so happy in this alt art. I mean, just an absolute beautiful dog. I mean, you, mm. you, dogs just sticking out their mouth and they're like, <laughs> like, mm. yeah, absolutely. Mm, chef's kiss in this art. Absolutely adorable. How about you, Jake? What What's the first one that that comes to your mind? One of the first ones that come to my mind, not only does it have an excellent art, the Genesect V special art right there. You can see kind of Genesect doing some break. Oh, no, no, the alternate art, Sean. Oh, oh, oh. The alternate art. Yes, yes, yes. It's doing Genesect's got some break dancing and it's featuring one of my favorite Pokemon from Gen 2, Smeargle. Absolutely love Smeargle. Getting some limelight in the sing- or I'm sorry, I said single strike Genesect. I meant fusion strike, fusion strike. Genesect. We've got a whole a new, new strike now. Yeah, there's a whole new type <laughs> called fusion strike now. But the thing that's also really cool about this, not only is it an excellent art, but this card is nuts. The ability, once during your turn, you may draw cards until you have as many cards in your hand as you have fusion strike Pokemon in play. Very, very cool, wow. in my opinion. We love draw support on this Pokemon. 
it is a metal type Pokemon. So that is really interesting to note. Metal Saucer is still something in the format. And for two metal and one colorless, 210 damage. This Pokemon can't attack during your next turn. We know ways to get around that. Doesn't matter. Not that big of a deal. But the 210 damage is good because this knocks out most opposing Pokemon Vs. Yeah. Sean. So I mean, this with- Genesect, I think, is going to make its way into a couple decks. And yeah. not only is it a good card, I think it's a very pretty card as well. This is one that I would love for my collection. Yeah, this is it is really gorgeous. I will say the Genesect V that I pulled up prior to that, look at look at me in the eye and tell me this isn't a Digimon card. This is clearly say, like, you pulled up this card and in my head I was like, Sean, one, that's the wrong card that I was referring to, but two, this is still like a really cool card because like for those of you that can't see, it's Genesect like doing a little like pose or whatever, like action pose. But in the background, kind of what Sean was talking about with Bolton, it's not just like a single color palette. Like there's like electronic like gizmo. Like if you were looking through a, a sniper scope or whatever, it's like got a. <laughs> I don't even know like how to I mean, explain it. Imagine like the way that the '90s tried to represent what it was like inside a computer, right? Like yes, like computery graphic thing inside. That's why I'm like, I looked at this card the first time. This is the first time I've seen it, and I'm like. This is straight up a Digimon. Like, let's be frank here. I, we talk about Digimon being a ripoff Pokemon, which, like, I'm fully, you know, maybe the Digimon fans out there will hate me for this, but I agree. I think Digimon is kind of a weird ripoff in some ways. But with Genesect, they they played the Uno Reverse card, and it's like, no, you. And they were like, no, no, this is a this is a Digimon copyright. It's like, what is this? Anyways. These are actually some very, very cool cards. I highly recommend uh, going on PokeBeach's website, which is what we're looking at, looking up these cards. I mean, this set, I feel like Fusion Strike is going to be very, very beautiful. Sean's pulling up the Mew V right now. Oh, my I gosh, mean, that alternate art. This is the money card, right? Like, everybody in the set, I- I'm looking at the rest of the cards here, and let's be frank, outside of um, outside of some some of the full art supporters, which are cool, but this is going to be your Rayquaza V alternate art, right? Like, this is the Mew. It's the Mew V alternate art. It features your one of your favorite Pokemons, again, in Smeargle. It also Smeargle. has a little baby Dragapult, or is it like a... Uh, it's like a sister isn't Dragapult. That's a Toxel and Toxtricity, Sean. It, it, well, there's a Toxel, but on top of Mew's head. Oh, that's Dreepy. Yeah, you got I Dreepy. I see that little guy. Dreepy just coming along for a ride on top of Mew's head. So, like... Everything about this is adorable. And then the the leg of something else, which I'm not... Maybe that's a Hoopa? Is that a Hoopa leg? What's happening here? I don't know. But I'm actually not 100%. I think it is a Hoopa leg because Hoopa is one of the fusion Vs yes. in this set. But the, the And art- just like a lot of other cards, you know, we, we've seen like the Medicham have a whole bunch of like rapid strike mm. Pokemon on it. This Mew has a bunch of this, uh, the fusion strike Pokemon on it. So another cool like little tidbit. Now, the one thing I'm not seeing, which is a little surprising. Um, oh, no, no. There is the, the, the VMAX. Okay, I, I don't want to skip ahead before we talk about one of the other alternate arts, Jake, that you might want to talk about. Uh, I, I kind of want to talk about Sydney Full Art. Ooh. Now, this man, <laughs> this man, for those of you that don't know, he's in the bathroom, and he looks like he just licked his hands and he's sliding it across <laughs> he looks like he's about to ask like out the girl of his dreams right there he's full he's confident he's almost like a delinquent 
Like he he's a bad he's a bad man. He's slicking back the one tuff of hair like he's got passion on his head. He's a weird looking dude. I will say it is a cool like it's not like the typical full art trainer kind of style. It's like it's a little grungy, but it's like there's like a lot of personality in this character right now, which I think sometimes like they're not they're not not pretty, but like you'll get characters like this, which are like eh, a little generic, like the costume is interesting, but otherwise somewhat generic pose. We're talking about Dancer, by the way. Dancer yes. Full Art. Pretty card, not a very notable character, literally no. at all. <laughs> um, we got the trio here. Very cool. I don't know. A lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool stuff. Sean, do you want to mention one card? Because I mentioned two. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll just mention the, the VMAX of Mew. Because I think, again, looking back at Rayquaza, this one, this one is going to be a hot commodity as well. I don't know what the... Um, Maybe you can explain this to me, Jake. All of the imagery here of different buses and a cab and what looks to be like a, a police box or a telephone box. Is there I'm going to say because I'm going to say because like sword and shield, right? This is a sword and shield era card. Sword and shield is based out of like London, the UK, like that kind of thing. And so like you see the telephone box, the cab and stuff like those are kind of things that you would expect to see over there mm -hmm. if you were to go to that country. So that's that's my impression of it. Now, yeah. is that right? That's a whole other conversation. I think you're right. I think that makes sense. The one thing I would have loved to have seen, which is, a, you know, I don't know if this is a cultural thing in Japan, but you could have done a blue, a blue telephone box. And just that little nod to Doctor Who. You know what I mean? I feel like if they did that, though, then Doctor Who's going to be like, up, 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 give well, me give me some money. Give me well, some money for that. A blue telephone box, it's just a blue telephone box, right? Those were police boxes back in the day. Now, it may be that they didn't want, because this this one right here, this looks like the box is not like a proper telephone box, but instead the ones that the um, the guards outside of Windsor Castle stand in um, for shade. It, on certain hot days, it looks more like a guard box than it does a telephone box. I'm getting really deep into the details here, Jake, but I was going to say, you've lost me there, Sean. I don't know what <laughs> Windsor castle is. I'm going to be honest. I'm not that smart or, or like Buckingham palace. So people who've been there, you know, if you look at the card, I think you'll immediately go, Oh yeah, that those are little guard towers that they have outside of Buckingham palace. So I think that's what that is. Not a, not a police box or a telephone box, but you know what we can distinguish what is real sean three premium collection boxes that are coming into stores for the pokemon trading card game we're going to go over them one by one it's very interesting because there are three different exclusive premium collection boxes coming in three different stores one is an exclusive to each store so i know a lot of people may be confused about that so we're just gonna lay down the groundwork right here right now tell you if you want this box this is where you should get it because these i mean these dates are coming up soon about a month away mm -hmm. at least so sean do you want to take away the first one i mean the first one i don't think we've talked about this specific box yet it's the mythical squishies <laughs> which it's very cute right um they're basically you get a victini a celebi and a mu v um from the looks of it it is the good victini and then the mu and the celebi are the only ones that we have thus far so but we're getting a better mu anyway so in terms of like they're, they're not even like the full art or special art promos they're just pretty standard arts um 
But, you know, it's cute, I suppose. And you get like eight packs, which is fine. But this is the one that you only can get at Target. So this is, you know, when, when they were all at the, uh, the bidding table to see which collection everybody would get, Target, I think, got shafted. And you'll see why. Jake, what is the next one? I, I, I hold on one second because you didn't mention you didn't really mention the the big ticket. What I think is the big ticket about this box, you get three plushies in this box, Sean. Oh, that's you get fair. a new plushie, you get a Victini plushie, and you get a Celebi plushie. Plushies that I believe are only going to be well. It it doesn't exactly say plushies. It says lovable, cuddly, squishy toys. And they're like foam figures. So they're not like actually plushies, but they're like little like squishy figures that are real cool. And you know how I feel about like stress balls and like shuffling cards in my hand, Sean. So this is are you this gonna, is the this is the winner right here. Are you going to get this so you can uh, when your stress starts squeezing you vigorously? <laughs> I might actually, but I don't I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find this box products. Not the easiest uh, thing to find, Sean. No, no you're you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> Jake, what to so that, but I will say like, we can actually go into, I think this is the third, the last place of all of these products. What do you think the second place of these products? So who, who got second place in the, um, I see you immediately collection. For those of you watching on the YouTube video. You'll know that when Sean said second, he immediately scrolled down to the very bottom of the page hinting that this was the second place I mean, one. And I you, agree. I think Pikachu and Zekrom premium collection box exclusive to GameStop releasing on November 1st, just like the other two boxes. This is the second place box. We talked about this box and the other box that we're going to be mentioning here in a hot second. The tag all-stars gold versions of Pikachu and Zekrom are making their way. You're going to get a jumbo card. You're going to get the, the Pikachu Zekrom gold card. And you're going to get 10 booster packs along with it. I assume it's going to be like, Four Evolving Skies, four Chilling Rain, two Battle Styles, probably somewhere around there. I don't think we know for sure, but yeah, something like that. I think that. that would be a good guess. Yeah, yeah, unless they have some excess GX era inventory, but I doubt that at this point. Do you think they still have Steam Siege? <laughs> they might. They they might, Jake, and that's why it's hiding behind the promo. <laughs> Yeah, that's why. But I, I think Pikachu Zekrom, like, I think if you wanted to get this box, like, because Pikachu and Zekrom was such a dominant yeah. deck, not only in standard, but also in expanded, it's just so good that, especially if you're trying to build old decks or maybe for expanded, like, this is a pretty good way to bling out your Pikachu and Zekrom. And Pikachu is a, is a gold Pokemon and Zekrom's a black Pokemon. So it, it pretty much like fits perfectly, but yeah. that's not going to be the real money winner, Sean. Mm -hmm. What is? Uh, Walmart, Walmart won the lottery here and is getting the Reshiram and Charizard gold card. Um, exact same style of box. It's just a slightly different card uh, and artwork. Um, I'm a little surprised. I, I wonder, because like all these companies, right? When they, they say we're going to give these uh, exclusives out to these stores. Obviously, I don't think each of the stores knew that the other product existed. Because like, this was obviously the best one. Obviously. And then like, look, don't get me wrong. Gold, Pikachu, and Zekrom, also cool. How GameStop man managed to get that over Target surprises me. 
Um, um, I don't I don't know if I necessarily believe that, because like if you look at Target, Target is the all around store, mm. right? Is like the all around hip store. You know, this is coming with squishable toys. This is coming with with a bunch of packs and some promo cards, like multiple promo cards. Like, I feel like this fits Target really, really well. I think for what Target broadcasts itself to be. And I think like. I think Walmart getting the Charizard, I think, is better than the Pikachu and Zekrom. Yes. I agree. But if we look at GameStop, like, think about GameStop's promos that they've had. Oh, yeah. And those stamps, <laughs> like, half of the promos that have released in the last year at GameStop aren't even, like, actual promos. They're just, like, the card Stamped. in wrapping. Yeah. So, it's... I don't know. I think GameStop, even though they're kind of the loser, they're kind of still a winner because they got a whole collection box. I will say the one thing I'm surprised of, you do remember that there is a gold Mewtwo and Mew card from Tag All Stars yes. that we didn't get. I'm surprised actually that Mewtwo and Mew didn't make its way over here in, in the Target because that would have made sense to have all three at once in three different stores, like thematically, you know? I do agree with that. I do think it's kind of weird that Mew and Mewtwo don't get in. But if you think of like the top two Pokemon, it's Charizard and Pikachu. Like those yes. are arguably like some of them, the top two yeah. Pokemon aside from like Greninja, which didn't get a tag team. So throw that sucker out of here. Those are like the top two Pokemon ever. Uh, Greninja and Zoroark. And especially the most recognizable Pokemon, I would say, at least in like America. Greninja and Zoroark did have a tag team, Jake. It's just, it was not played very much. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I 100% uh, forgot about that card. Don't Oops. worry, most most people did. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I, I still going on the basis of like they're the most yeah. recognizable characters, I feel like, in America. So it, it doesn't surprise me that Mew and Mewtwo didn't get a box. It just it does kind of suck, though, because yeah. like that would have been a sick card because that would have been played all the time because Mewtwo yeah. and Mew is a decent deck and expanded yeah. to play. I mean, you have access, like when Mewtwo and Mew came out and was playable here, you didn't actually have the ability to play with every GX card in standard format. But in Expanded, like there is no limitation. Every GX card, and you know, if they ever do a rotation for Expanded, Mewtwo and Mew will only get more powerful as the, you know, black and white or the XY era eventually maybe rotates out. Because then like the competition of, of cards that are broken that are older rotates out. Yeah, it's it's um cool card. Cool card. It's very, very interesting, Sean. But do you want to talk about some cool cards that released this weekend? Let's let's go for it. There was a new product that released over the weekend. The V Unions mm -hmm. made their way out to few hands, I will <laughs> say. If you tried to buy v union codes holy moly they were expensive and they were not that plentiful a lot of stores that were going around i know my buddy back in indianapolis he was looking for v union stuff and a lot of the shops that he was going to the store owners had no idea mm. what the v union boxes were sean were you able to either a find any or did you look or i didn't really look i was a little bit busy i didn't look because i didn't go to any stores this weekend um, I'm sure when I go to stores sometime this week, I'll, um, either see them or hear that they all sold out one of the two. I mean, at least ask them. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, because the codes are selling for so much, it at least right now, 
It's almost like you could buy the box, keep all the cards, and subsidize a significant portion of the box's cost just by selling the code, which is pretty wild comparative to like what you know, because you you can't pull these in packs. These are not they're not really, from what I heard, on the trade ladder much, um, because like well, people- I mean, because yeah, it's it's. It's really interesting because there's so few. I mean, Potan, I'm not affiliated with anybody, so I'm just going to call out the first price that I see. I click the first link. Mewtwo V Union Special Collection Box. Pokemon TCG Live Code. $15 for this code. $15. Oh, God. For the code that just gives you the V Union and a Burnett, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, it it gives you you the Professor Burnett. I think it would because it's a promo. So the promo comes with the pack. So there's no other way to get Professor Burnett or mm-hmm. Burnett. Um, so, yeah, I think you would get both. But and the problem PTCGO is store 15 bucks. Same code. Yeah, I, I think and it's wild because they might be a fun mechanic, but they are ultimately not. And we'll talk about them, but like they're ultimately not that competitive right now. Like maybe somebody will break V unions, but like I think I would say right now they're not necessarily the most competitive so agreeing to pay fifteen dollars for just one of these is like dang you're committing huh you're gonna build this no, dang deck. I, I i would not pay fifteen dollars for those codes no. that's actually outrageous in my opinion i just can't wait for ptcg live when i can dust my eight thousand reverse hollow quick balls <laughs> to trade up for mewtwo v union's right leg you know that's a good question i actually don't know I'll be interested to see how they treat promos like this in PTCG Live. Like, do you dust for each part? Because, like, the way that they're selling the codes and selling the packs is, like, you cannot get only one part. That is not possible, right? Yeah, you would just, you would just get the whole thing. So they may have a coin. They might, they might even introduce coins in order to redeem it for the entire V Union. That would make sense for these cards specifically. I just cool. want... I just want the dusting mechanic and and just turning my dust into actual cards so that I don't have to trade 35 packs for a single Umbreon VMAX, Sean. <laughs> but we've got some first impressions, Sean, about these V unions. We've seen a couple people playing around with them. We'll we'll pick a card, we'll yeah. read the card and see like what kind of decks that we've seen it in. So, Sean, which one do you want to go over first? Uh, I just clicked on the first one, Mewtwo. Why not? So, I, I would say I, I did watch a little bit of gameplay of Mewtwo, and it has some really... Of all three of the cards, I would say Mewtwo seems to have the most support at getting it onto the field and powering it up. Um, specifically with Shadow Rider, Calyrex. So... Um, Shadow Rider has a number of cards that help. Uh, obviously, it's got the Shadow Rider ability, which will draw you cards when you attach energy. So it accelerates, it draws you cards. Cool, great, done. Um, you can also play the Galarian Moltres V and have it be a usable card in the deck, which will let you discard cards to draw. Um, discard two cards from your hand, draw yes, one. Which is critical, right? Like, if you draw into these, you still got to discard them in some form or fashion. So... The ability mm-hmm. to discard two cards and also have a bench sitter that can attack if you need to, as opposed to just, you know, some of the other decks like run bench sitters that do absolutely nothing but mess up your prize trade uh, game. 
Um, I think one of the biggest things that I've seen about this V union is one photon barrier mm. preventing all the effects from your opponent's Pokemon done to this Pokemon, I think is very nice. I think people are excited about that ability a little bit, but I think the most exciting thing is size explosion with two uh, psychic energies and one colorless. You put 16 damage counters on your opponent's Pokemon in any way you'd like. There's a lot of good math that you can do with that, specifically in an Inteleon meta, Sean. Yes. Yeah, that, that's, um, if you think about it, that's Espeon and Deoxys GX attack when you have all of the extra energy on it. Just yeah, as an attack. I don't remember how many energy it was, but I know it was not done super. I think it might have been six. It yeah. was always in Welder Mewtwo that it was done, or yes. like maybe Malamar. Maybe. Yeah, it was. It was stupid expensive to get off the the kicker uh, combo, which is like the bonus amount. Um, yeah, and, and like and you were saying with Shadow Rider, you know, the energy acceleration that it has, you know, accelerate a psychic energy to a Pokemon, draw two cards. Like, that's, it's very, very easy once you get this thing on the field, especially for a Shadow Rider deck, to be able to get these attacks going. I mean, for four energies, three psychic, one colorless, you could just straight up do 300 damage, yeah. which knocks out a lot of different things, especially maybe if you, chip if you chipped yeah. something with shadow rider earlier or whatever yeah or maybe you did an astral barrage or maybe you did a size explosion and then you clean up with a final burn or whatever right to your point like there's a whole number of like combos that you can do with this so um who was i seeing play this i think i was watching um the Sableyes, mitch i was watching mitch play this deck and it did because of all of the you have obviously you have like quick balls and uh evolution incense but you also have that fog crystal um which helps you to draw out so basically it makes the engine for finding and getting mewtwo into the trash very consistent right you get into your shadow riders uh your vmax very easily you can find your mole trace like you can accelerate your energy like all of that is made easy so that like once you get the cards in your hand you can actually do something with it to discard it i think that is why Mewtwo is probably the most easily played of all the cards. I don't know if it's the best, but it's the most easily played. I will say one card that I think is a trend across all of the V unions that we can talk about is Familiar Bell. Mm. Sean, are you are do you remember what Familiar Bell is? I do, but Jake, you please explain to our audience. So Familiar Bell from Darkness Ablaze, for those of you that don't remember, is a trainer card. Search your deck for a Pokemon with the same name as the Pokemon in your discard pile. Reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle your deck. So this is an excellent card to pair with V Unions because you get one V Union in the discard, whether that's Quick Ball or Articuno or stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, you can grab another one with Familiar Bell and you can start grabbing them, picking them up one by one. So... I think that that's an excellent way to get these V unions out of the deck. I don't know if it's the best way, but when I saw it being done the other day, I was like, oh my gosh, that's like a really smart thing. And that works out pretty well, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, like when I saw people playing it, it definitely clicked. I was like, oh, because like, you know, I think at first people were like, oh, there's no way to search them directly. And it's like, well, actually, once you get one in the discard, Familiar Bells are all live. So you don't even need to play a four of Familiar Bell because technically 
three is all you will ever need if once you get one in. So you could play like a two of line even, right? A two or a three of line um, of familiar bell with this. And yeah, to Jake's point, like that is the one way you can search these cards out. Um, and I do think that was a nice ruling on their part to say each piece of this card is technically called Mewtwo V Union. And that, that had a lot of synergy with a card that they'd printed several sets before. So it, good to see from them that, you know, they recognized what they'd already designed from a card perspective. I will say with Mewtwo V Union in Shadow Rider Calyrex decks, I think the deck works well when you don't have to use Mewtwo V Union. That's when See, you just do problem. regular Shadow Rider things, I think that's kind of, at this point at least, the best version of the deck. Mewtwo V Union just being an option that you can do as something like in the late game or whatever. Because remember, Sean, these Pokemon have 310 HP. They're not even, they're, e they're, this Pokemon is smaller than the VMAX of Shadow Rider Calyrex. Yeah, it's, that's the one thing that I would say in general, also noticing the gameplay, that the, the people playing their decks spent so much time and energy like, I want to get the V Union out and I want to show that. And I'm like, but that probably meant making plays or thinking about your gameplay in a way that was not optimal. So like if you're playing the deck in a way that like you want to win or could play competitively, you're going out of your way to do a thing that is should not be what you're doing. And that's that's the main problem. It's just it's so much energy and resources and whatever to doing this combo that like there's a there's better ways. There's just better ways. It's it's very interesting. I will say though, like we're we're kind of bagging on the V unions a little bit right, right now. This is probably the animation for V Union when you get mm -hmm. that sucker on the field. It's probably the best animation that Direwolf Digital has ever done on PTCGO, hands down, Sean. Yeah, I agree. When I saw that on uh, Mitch and uh, Little Dark Fury's videos, I was just like, yeah, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Like, because what they do if you haven't if you haven't had the chance to play the card or see somebody play it. Um, they like fuse them all together in this cool animation and it's like one card. Um, very neat. It's a very cool animation. We would show you, but we don't have the codes. No. Because they, <laughs> they don't exist and they're $15. But anyways, Sean, let's move on to Zashian V Union. Now, Zashian V Union, we know all about Zashian because, well, Zashian V is probably one of the best cards in standard since it's a release since sword and shield and it's been running a muck but it's got a plethora of different attacks you can use union gate for one colorless energy to attach two metal energy cards from your discard pile to the pokemon don't do that if you <laughs> if you're spending a turn doing that then you're using this wrong yeah don't try not to ever if you use union gate you're probably in a bad position yes but the big attack that people usually use sean is master blade for three metals and one colorless 340 damage knocks out everything i believe yeah everything that doesn't have some sort of a modifier right like extra hp or damage reduction it just takes it out it just absolutely blows it up. Discard three energy from this Pokemon, which honestly, like if you're using Zashian V Union, in my opinion, this is the most that I've really seen it. You're using it as kind of like the finisher or the game ender per se. You know, somebody throws a giant Pokemon in front of you. You don't have enough resources to power up 
two Zacian Vs or whatever to two shot it or something like that. You power up this one V union, you whack it in the face and you say, I'll take my last three prizes. GG's. Yeah. I mean, obviously the problem that you're going to run into with this, not, I, I, I'm not trying to be the negative one, but the problem that you have with this is it is four energy, right? So mm -hmm. to in one turn, bring this out and hit 340. Like, um, I want to say it was Mitch's video again. He did manage it. And it's because he was playing the Bronzong pack package, the Bronzong that allows you to move your metal energy from one of your metal Pokemon to another, right? Just pretty, you know, it's a great ability. I don't think it's played very often uh, because like most metal decks right now are like straight Zacian V, uh, which, you know, you don't need that. They're going to die anyways. So mm -hmm. unless you're playing the Bronzong package, the odds that you're going to have three metal saucers in hand and an attachment and get this out and have it be on the bench and then be able to switch to the, it's just a lot of work. So I would say to, you know, to the point Jake was making about if this is going to be a closer, if that's how you're thinking about it, Bronzong is probably the way to go. And also like reminder, like you could get this down early. You don't have to get it out right away. That's true. Right. You can get it out at the exact point that you need it to or that you can feel like you can get it on or you can get it uh, going in terms of attacking and whatnot. And I mean, we have cards also like Raihan in the format, you know, being able to accelerate one energy, just boom right there and then grabbing anything you want from the deck, whether that's like a Crobat, whether that's some sort of more draw support with like Articuno V or whatever, getting your bronze on a switch to move the energies, like all these different things is very cool. And I don't think is like that bad of a situation. I mean, this th doing 340 damage, like we yeah. we've seen with Zacian V, you know, Zacian V being able to knock out all of these different Pokemon, especially when ADP was around when it first came in the standard format, you know, super oppressive. Um, just being able to knock anything out. And it's it's the same concept with this V Union, except not as consistent. <laughs> I want to say, does do we know if the Rusty Sword works with the V Union? No, the Rusted Sword okay. does not work with the V. I believe that's an actual ruling that has yeah. been talked about by several people. I mean, not that you need it for 340 <laughs> <40 laughs> damage. That seems... Sean is trying to hit 400 damage yeah. <laughs> in a single turn without weakness. But I do think Cape of Toughness would work on this guy because it is a basic Pokemon. Does it say basic on it? Um, it doesn't say basic. It says specifically V Union, I, which is why I don't think you can get it with like quick balls and stuff. That's true. But that's also because like when it's not all on the field, each of its pieces is not considered a basic on its own. Like you can't start with it. But when it is assembled onto the field, I don't know. Viewers, uh, tweet at us if you know the ruling. Uh, the reason I say this is because like, once it's on the field, it is a Pokemon. And it is considered a basic in that it can hit through um, Zamazenta, right? Like, Zamazenta doesn't stop it. So, like... Yeah, because Zamazenta... Well, Zamazenta just says VMAX, right? True, true, and it's not a VMAX. So... I guess you'd it's have to v, test it. It's a V, but it's not a VMAX. I guess you'd have to see, like, can this... Yeah, are there any ones that stop evolution attacks? And then how would this interact with that? I don't know. I don't think it's technically an evolution. So if I had to take a gander, we didn't we didn't prepare to bring no. up these points and whatnot. So we don't we don't have any like information like, oh, I have a judge book 3.1.2 ruling. Yeah. No, we don't have that on hand at all. But 
We'll try to figure it out. We'll I mean, try to figure you, it out by next podcast. I will say, on PTCGO, if you have it, assemble it in a game, throw a cape of toughness on and see what happens. See if they, see if they allow you. Just try it out. Just try it just out. Just try it out. We'll see, we'll see what happens. But, Sean, let's go to the final card of this. Is this one your favorite? Uh, yeah, this would be the one that I think lends itself the most to if you can build a deck that can incorporate it and can power it up and... I think this one lends itself to the most skilled gameplay. And that is, A, it's got three abilities, which is buck wild. Like a single card with three abilities. It's got ninja body. Whenever your opponent plays a card from their hand, prevent all effects of that card done to this Pokemon. So it is crushing hammer proof. It is escape rope proof, I believe. Um, Yeah, like uh, there's probably other items that people might play that would affect you. I don't know what they are, but uh, does it... Yeah, it says item card. Yeah, so it is, you know, you can stop certain things. The second is, like, the Pokemon can't be poisoned. Eh, fine. Uh, and the third is, once during your turn, you may have your opponent reveal their hand, which, you know, depending on... In a on, format with Marnie. Right, or boss, when you're like, I'm thinking of a play. Do you have boss in hand? Hold on, let me just see that hand real quick. Um, so, you know, not useless, but obviously the, the big one here is the uh, attack of its... Of its right leg and growing area, growing area, the uh, twisted shuriken. This attack does a hundred damage to each of your opponent's benched Pokemon, and that is for two water and one colorless. By the way, so especially Sean, we talked about. I've already mentioned we're in an Inteleon meta. We talked about the Inteleon meta for the last seven thousand years. Mm-hmm here on this channel literally a title of one of our episodes was the Inteleon meta but this right here just doing 100 damage everywhere as well can bode so well for your game because that's so much damage because we are in a format where boards get filled boards get filled people are playing uh Suicune you know Suicune is one of a one of the good decks right now like one of the top decks Everybody's playing Inteleon. People are playing Lotad. We've still got Crobats going on. Shadow Rider has to get all four Shadow Rider VMAX on turn two or else it's a loss. Like, and one of the decks that we're going to mention here in a bit, Single Strike Urshifu having multiple Urshifus, uh, e- or Umbreons, I almost said Eevee. It's an Evolution Umbreons, also Houndooms as well. So like everybody's filling up their bench right now and just being able to put out 600 damage mm-hmm. at least is yeah. pretty bonkers in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, it, it says 100 damage to each of your opponent's bench Pokemon, but in reality, it's kind of a six, it's a, a 500 damage because five bench, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Bench but, Pokemon. I'm sorry. 500 like, damage. You're right. I can still, That's still wild. Like, you know, and it's interesting to me that they have put um, basically two GX attacks on two of these different cards. Like, obviously, Espeon Deoxys, big GX attacks, and this one is Magikarp and Waylord's GX attack. And if you think about combining this with, um, you know, other Pokemon, they, you know, people are playing this with Suicune because it's a great, like, two-prize basic attacker for two energy. Really nice. Um, You could play around with the kind of engine you want to run with this. Like, do you want to run Frostmoth? Do you want to run Melanie? I think there's a, a few different things you could do there. Uh, Mike, the question that I have is like, is this the closer for a spread deck? Because if you think about spread decks, right? Like, you know, obviously Weezing is no longer in the format, but the thing about those decks is you would, 
you don't try to win quickly. You play a single prize archetype, you spread some damage around for a whole game, right? And then if you have a turn where you can bring this Greninja in and do this attack on one turn to win, to me that, rather than trying to take out, take attacks and, and, and prizes with um, Suicune, it may actually be better to suit it in a single prize deck because you can never start with Greninja, V Union. So like there is no risk of you ever starting it. So if you can build a single prize spread deck that uses water energy, I actually think that's where this has a home that I don't think we've seen anybody play yet. I don't think we really have either. And especially with Inteleon engines, you know, mm -hmm. being able to put extra pings on places like you can knock out just because a Pokemon is a V doesn't mean that it's not going down sometime in the near future or like your Inteleons that maybe have extra or like if your opponent's playing a Suicune deck and they put a Cape of Toughness on your Drizzile yep. or whatever to put it above 100 HP, like pretty interesting. But I do think Frostmoth is maybe the way to go. I think just how with the turbo format is, you know, we have Melanie. Sure, Melanie's great. We have Raihan as well. Raihan is great. But like, it's not like Metal Saucer, right? Where you can yeah. get just like five energies on the field at once or like Shadow Rider Calyrex, you know? So I think I think Frostmoth at this point is one of the better ways to go. It's just, even though the attack is so good and like the card itself may be one of the better V unions, it's just maybe the hardest to like get going, I would say. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's like a weird... The only other thing I could think of is if you played a full four count of Melanie over Frostmoth, because my thought is like the bench space, right? Because if you're playing Frostmoth, <laughs> that's only so much space for your Inteleons. Um, if you played the full Melanie count, you could maybe bring in Energy Switch. You, you mentioned it earlier with Zacian, but I actually think um, because you have Drizziles that can search out your trainers and maybe even the Shady Dealings Inteleon at a one or a two of... Um, you could have turns where you can Melanie, you're drawing a lot of cards, and then you energy switch for that third energy. Um, because if you're Melaning the rest of the game too, odds are you can pop an extra energy for safekeeping somewhere else. Yeah, it's just there, again, like this is still like a very yes. new meta. This is, these cards have just been introduced and barely anybody's gotten a hold of them. <laughs> so like, we are, we're just scratching the surface on these V unions, but Sean, this is a question that I did not pose to you before the podcast. Cause I wanted to get your true natural reaction. Do you think they continue with V unions outside of like the Pikachu celebration one? Oh man. I, you know, I, we were wrong when we talked about battle strike and single strike, they kept that going and now they have fusion strike. My gut says, yes, my gut says that they will, at least do another three to six V unions because it's a lot of work to make those animations for just four cards too, you know? And so like, I think there was a lot of design thought that went into this and, you know, we've got a metal, we've got a psychic, we've got a water and we've got an electric, a lightning type. It wouldn't surprise me if we get one for each of the other types at some point in the future. I'm going to say no. I think they're done with V unions. I think they're cool. I think them coming out right now and then coming out in celebrations. I just don't, I just don't see it. I just don't see it happening. I, I'll be, I, they're cool. They're great. They're awesome. I think that's a really cool concept that they're playing around with. And I think they may be a little bit cooler than like legends because they're four cards mm -hmm. 
and whatnot, but it's, it's I don't I don't see it. I, I truthfully don't see it. I just I think there's too much money to be made on a Charizard V Union for them not to print a Charizard V Union. Don't you think they would have started off with Charizard V Union though? No, nah, no, nah, you, you you get that's the closer. That's the one that that's you end closer. It with. I mean, I I do think that that could be a thing that they like, you know, they could do a Blastoise, a Charizard, and like I don't and know, Venusaur. Venusaur is not really a fan favorite, but Venusaur there's a VMAX for Venusaur, right? I don't even Yeah, there's yeah. a VMAX for Venusaur and Blastoise and Charizard. Yeah. But like I think that um I think that they could do Charizard. Uh they won't do Blastoise if my theory holds that they are only gonna do one of each type. But you know, I don't know. I, I do think though that they they could do more. I, I a Charizard V Union seems too juicy uh, to pass up if I'm the Pokemon company. Only time will tell. I just want to say we mentioned I mentioned celebrations there in that part. We haven't really touched on celebrations, but next week because celebrations is coming out pretty much on October sixth. Sean and I are basically next week going to make it the celebrations podcast. We're going to talk all about celebrations, what the products are, where you can find them, what they're going to be, all that information. Cause it, Sean and I both agree. Like not a lot of people are talking about celebrations right now. No, I mean, especially from a competitive standpoint, right? Like, cause there's not, mm-hmm. not necessarily a lot there. It's like very much a collector set, but I do think like, you know, we talked about this briefly, but, and we'll talk about it next week. Like, you know, reprints of older cards is not a thing Pokemon does often, especially reprints that retain the older cards information. It's like, obviously, Evolutions had reprints, but the reprints, like, I think, did, did all the reprints from Evolutions, like, I think some of them had differences, like in HP or other stuff. I, I don't know. I think a few of them did. Like, I think yeah. Charizard was actually one of them. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. It may have. I, I don't remember off the top. Of I actually my head. don't know that for sure. That was just a that was just a guess. But I have a, I have like this weird feeling that like Charizard was different for some odd reason. But I think this will be cool because there'll be a lot of reprints that you know for maybe people looking to get into retro. There might be some playable cards in there that could save you some money. So we'll talk about that next week. We'll talk about. It. Is that all for this week, Sean? Uh, do we Are want we to on quickly? Time? I know we we. Maybe we we slid in there. We're like, maybe a quick meta update. We could still do a we quick could, meta update. I think we haven't talked about this yet on the pod, but there's, I think, two decks or two kinds of decks that I think Jake and I were like, this is a little bit new from the last time we talked about the meta. So, Jake, you want to take away with uh, this this deck that I'm showing here? So we're looking at results of the Sunday Open. And one of the things that we want to talk about is this new Rapid Strike Box deck. It's essentially Rapid Strike Box. We mentioned it briefly before uh, Evolving Skies came out of a of a, of a deck in Japan that featured Sylveon VMAX, Urshifu VMAX, and Blaziken VMAX. And we were like, how does this deck function? Like, how is it doing well? Like, it just looks like a pile of cards that you put together that all say Rapid Strike. But <laughs> these decks have actually been doing decently in the meta lately, basically like a counter box of sorts. Sylveon V, for anyone who doesn't know, has two different attacks or VMAX, I should say, has two different attacks. The first one, now nah, you don't really need to think about it at all. But for three colorless, Max Harmony 70 plus. This attack does 30 more damage for each different type of Pokemon on your bench. And if you look 
at this deck list specifically, not only is Sylveon V a uh, Psychic Pokemon, but there's also a Fighting Pokemon in Urshifu, Fire Pokemon in Blaziken, Water Pokemon in Remoraid, Dark Pokemon in Crobat, and then also a Grass Pokemon in Leafeon. You may be thinking, Jake, Leafeon is not a Rapid Strike Pokemon, but hey, Leafeon's got that ability of accelerating energy through its ability. So you pop a couple grass energies in that deck and boom, shakalaka, you're ready to rock and roll. Yep. I it's mean, really just a counter box, Sean. Yeah. I mean, you're hitting for psychic weakness with the Sylveon. You're hitting for a fighting weakness with the rapid strike, you know, Urshifu. And something we did mention a few weeks ago, which was like, hey, there's not a lot of fire out there because it's not a great archetype currently. But this deck makes use of it with Blaziken. So, like, because Blaziken VMAX second attack is just colorless energy, you could do 130 and um, and then attach energy Knock to out things. out a Zacian due to weakness doing right. 260. Like, that's the biggest deal about it. Like, I think that's really why Blaziken is yeah. in, the, in the... Well, that and being able to move all these types of energies because Blaziken V... For anyone that doesn't know, not only does it do the 130, but choose up to two of your bench rapid strike Pokemon and attach an energy card from your discard pile to each of them. So it specifically says an energy card. It doesn't specify basic energy, doesn't say rapid strike energy, mm -hmm. right? So you can accelerate, at least looking at this deck list, you can accelerate the rapid strike energy, the capture energies, or the grass energies, whichever ones. It's just an yeah. energy card. And that's huge because think about like, you know, setting up, you know, rapid strike finishes right you do the 130 it sets up you know enough damage to where maybe rapid strike can come in you use the attack earlier you did 120 to 2 and now you've got 130 onto another and you've refilled that rapid strike energy that usually it goes away forever right and like nope it's back so that's it's i don't know this is a really interesting deck i need to play around I with it I will say, I think I mentioned Leafeon V accelerating energy to itself. Yes, you can do that, but I think the reason that Leafeon V is played, I should have specified this, is you can attach the grass energy to any of your Pokemon. Not just itself. I mean, if you are if you want to play the Leafeon VMAX decks that we've talked about in the past, then yes, probably accelerate to yourself. But in this deck specifically, you probably want to accelerate it to one of your Pokemon. And this is an excellent turn one option in my opinion you know turn one you get a sylveon down or a blaziken or an urshifu and then you get an energy a regular energy whether that's rapid strike energy or capture energy on top of that especially capture energy you attach that capture energy and boom you can put a leafy on v on the field and then accelerate the heck to it yeah yeah and this 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 deck runs for capture for rapid strike and just two just two grass but it's fine you don't need a ton of grass energy necessarily so you really just need one. Yeah. I mean, even if one of your grass energy is prized, as long as you have one in the deck, like you're probably yeah. only using this ability on the first turn of the game because it ends your turn, right? Yeah. So you're not going to be attacking anyway or anything like that. So that's my two cents on that deck, Sean. It's very, it's actually very cool. Like of all the decks that I've seen lately, um, that's one that I'm like, yeah, I could get down with this. Uh, you want to know though. The deck that I've been rooting for for ever since the beginning of time and its release, Sean, the archetype mm -hmm. that just makes me want to play the game. It is one punch foo, <laughs> which is what I call it. One punch foo play on one punch man for any of the anime fans in this podcast. But single strike Urshifu V Max. 
Such a cool card. Such a beautiful, beautiful card, Sean. We know G-Max one blow uh, for three fighting, one colorless, 270 damage. Discard all energy from this Pokemon. Stack isn't affected by any effects of your opponent's active Pokemon. Hitting through Zamazenta V's ability. And then, Sean, the biggest thing, though, is it's partnered up with evolutions. Mm -hmm. Or I should say one evolution, Sean. <laughs> yes. Umbreon VMAX. This is Big. a card that honestly, like we we're like, oh my gosh, this card is so good. Like this is such it's a free boss's orders. But at the very beginning of Evolving Skies, it didn't uh, didn't necessarily get a lot of limelight. I think both Sean and I can agree with the ability Dark Signal. When you play this Pokemon from your end to evolve one of your Pokemon during your turn, you may switch one of your opponent's bench Pokemon with their active. It's a free boss's order. Yeah. I mean, it's a free boss and. The other amazing thing about this in this deck in particular is that you're hitting Dark Weakness, which is great for Shadow Rider. So, like, you know, it's um, the other Dark deck, Eternatus VMAX, is not really seeing a lot of play comparatively. It's seeing some, but it's not nearly as popular as it was pre-rotation and all that. So Shadow Rider is kind of sitting out here like, hey, if nobody's going to be playing Dark deck, so obviously Umbreon can fill that void but not have to be a dark only deck, right? Like you can do this and you can play the single strike and get those big one hit knockouts, um, either for weakness or with the single strike energy that adds 20 more damage to your, your hit. So you get three of those bad boys on uh, and all of a sudden you're doing not 270, but 330. I think one of the decks that is noted that counters or that is countered by the evolutions shadow rider for anyone who has been following the competitive scene shadow rider has really taken a dip not a lot of top results with shadow rider i think justin uh basil didn't even put it in his like top 10 graphic like top 10 archetypes from the other day i'm looking it up right now but one of the big decks that i think it really really counters is dragapult dragapult has skyrocketed mm. That's true. Because of the Inteleon engine and the Inteleon meta that we're in, Dragon Ball is absolutely skyrocketed as one of the better decks in the meta as of right now. And it's pretty doggone good. And so with that dark weakness as well, well, I would say uh, Umbreon is just licking its chops, Sean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, honestly, it's wild to me that like, the, you know, rotation happened a few weeks back, and I think at first, you know, Shadow Rider was played quite a bit, and then obviously Dragapult took over, and now Single Strike with Umbreon is on the rise, and you have the Sylveon decks, and, you know, I, I do think there's an element right now of the format that is very rock, paper, scissors, which people have said, right? You've got weakness playing a really big factor because of the variety of viable Pokemon of different types that can be put together. Which is, it's just, but I think that's interesting. That's more interesting deck building than I think formats of the past where it's like Picarom. Boss, boss game. Right. <laughs> like, when you think about Picarom. What, what Pokemon are you pairing with Picarom that is of a different type? None. Right? Reshizard, when that, when that deck was popular, or Welder, you know, outside of like Mewtwo and Mew, Welder decks were like usually like all fire Pokemon. Um, and Mewtwo and Mew was the exception. And so it just it feels nice that like you can have a deck that's like kind of this weird mix of Pokemon that like 
I don't know if the game designers thought of these going together, but they work really well, so. Sean, I just DM'd you a graphic that Justin made about the top eight decks right now in the format based on Ooh. different data. If you want to look at that, maybe show that on screen real quick, because I think it would be very good not only because we haven't I, I'll be honest, we haven't super talked about the meta the last several podcasts. So this will be good for telling people about uh, kind of what's what's on right now, especially as we move into evolving skies format or you uh, you there got it go. sean it takes a second i had to switch the type of screen that i'm capturing but there we go oh i gotcha i gotcha so if you're looking at this graphic on youtube you see it as they're right now but i'm going to say it for all of our listeners that are in the apple and spotify form so i'm going to go from bottom to top the tier three deck less than six percent of the top archetypes leafy on vmax rounding out the chart at number eight you move into the tier two Seventh place, Rapid Strike, Urshifu VMAX, really fallen from last couple formats, I would say. But that's just regular Rapid Strike, Urshifu, because at number six, Sylveon VMAX, which we talked about, utilizes that Rapid Strike, Urshifu in that counter box. Fifth, you got Zacian V, broken card, we already know this. Fourth, Jolteon VMAX, rounding out the tier twos. And then tier ones going from Suicune at third, Suicune V with Ludicolos and uh, Inteleons. Number two is Umbreon VMAX, a deck that we just talked about. Umbreon and Single Strike Urshifu. And then number one, the number one psychic deck, Sean, pushing out Shadow Rider back in its glory, Dragapult VMAX. It's wild to me that both of the riders, Shadow and Ice, are not even on this list. They're just not even here. It... It's absolutely insane. I agree because like they were the, the they were just the two best decks in format. Yeah. It's uh, I, it does make you feel like I don't know what cards to buy because the second I buy something, it's not relevant anymore. But I think this is very I just cool. Thank you. I think the great thing about right now is just build whatever you think is fun and then play that. Like yeah. it's not like in prior formats where you're like i have to build one of two decks yeah. or three decks because those are the ones that win like we talked about there are plenty of decks that do well right now the meta is super diverse in comparison to the last two years one year year and a half mm -hmm. i think the one thing that the format is missing which is really sad right now is any sort of truly viable um single prize deck like there are some fringe yeah, ones but the singles the single prize decks are really struggling right now but you got malamar malamar rapid strike fun deck to play in my opinion yeah. very cheap as well yeah, easy I to mean, build you can certainly fun. yeah you can certainly build uh, uh, a few decks and if you pilot them well maybe they'll do all right but there is not you know, like Spiritomb, or if you think back to other formats, even like way, way back when we started Zap Beast, there was always like one or two single prize decks that were nice entire meta responses. Um, whereas now it feels like if you're going to run a single strike deck, a, a single prize deck, it it really only has a couple of good matchups uh, at most. And it's a... Uh, that's the one thing, if you, had to, if you had to make a wish of like, what's the one thing you wish this format could have to make it perfect... That would be it. Just that option. But you know what I do wish, though, Sean? I wish 
that everybody listening and watching and including yourself has an excellent rest of the day because that's a wrap for this podcast. Sean, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, no, just go go out there and and, and enjoy the game, like Jake said, because you can pop probably celebrations play next week. Yes, celebrations next week. Prepare your wallets. We'll be we'll be letting you know what all you need to know. <laughs>